feel like we should have known this already Were we even taught this at all? And welcome to Will This Be On The Test. I'm Maddie. And I'm Austin. And we're here after an unexpected hiatus to talk about some things that we should have learned in school but didn't learn, didn't learn fully, or didn't learn correctly. And sometimes we talk about, oh boy, crazy things. Yeah. Um, we haven't been here in a couple of weeks. We put out a episode delay a couple of weeks ago and then I just put something on our socials last time. I am starting a new job soon, and it wasn't expected, and on top of that, my normal job has been crazy, and family- it's all me, basically. It's all my fault. Austin's been ready to go for, like, a month I and a half. I have, like, seven topics researched. Yeah, he is so ready to go, and for me, meanwhile, for me, my settings have been work, crying into my pillow, and sleeping. So, um, we talked about what the best route to take is. Don't worry, we're not going away. I know that some of you, some of you are one listener. <laughs> you love us. Um, we've decided at least for a while we're going to go every other week. Um, we're not going to switch back and forth on who's doing doing it. We're going to stick to the same format just every other week. That way, especially while I adjust to a new job and, you know, find my footing and basically regain some sanity after the holidays. It could be permanent. It could not be. We don't know. But I'm also going to be starting our TikTok this week. It is on the test pod on TikTok because I, since I'm starting the new job, have a couple of weeks off and I'm going to spend part of that, of course, researching so I don't, you know, fuck things up again. And part of it, I'm going to spend redoing the podcast closet and I'm going to show you how how it works, how it looks. And we'll also be using the tickety talks in the future to do things like, hey, here's a thing we learned that's too short. Uh, for an episode, or here's just this wacky thing we're doing right now. Um, like one of our favorite things to do is go on to like Imperfect Foods or the grocery store or something and find something really gross and then try it. We usually post that on our Facebook. But I think the we last one was like an it. apple cider kombucha. It oh, was apple, apple cider si- vinegar kombucha. Apple cider vinegar kombucha. I could handle it better than you. It was but nasty. The thing is, I'm a girl, and that's one of the things you ladies know what I'm talking about. We've been told to drink so that we'll be thin and beautiful and boys will like us. Honestly, if you smelled like this drink, boys will not like you. Yeah. God, I remember in fifth grade, we had a girl who was supposedly going on a date with one of the boys from Hanson, because I lived in Tulsa at the time. And she was talking about how on dates, you if you can if, if you can't avoid eating, you should only eat a salad and then a water or an iced tea because boys don't like girls who eat. That's lies. And I'm like, are you telling me boys prefer girls who are dead? Because those are the only ones who don't eat. You don't need to eat if you're dead. Everybody else needs to eat. I once saw Maddie, like, just eat an entire rack of ribs without even pausing. It was like both hands just going. It was as beautiful as it was horrifying. Yeah, I have a... uh... A not great relationship with food, because probably because of the girl who went on the date with Hanson and told me I wasn't allowed to eat. All her fault. I remember her name and everything. You coming remember for everything. You. I'm coming for you. Um, but yeah, I can eat. I can eat me some ribs. Yeah, but hey, don't worry. Uh, this week, uh, it is just gonna be me. It's not gonna be a super long one this time. It's just that so, I'm ready. Is that a dare? Don't don't do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's just me, and it's uh. It is a holiday-themed one. Yay! But 
much like this episode, this is a holiday thing that happened a few days after Christmas. Okay. So we ended up accidentally timing it perfectly. Okay. All right. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to be covering yet another disaster from the early 20th century. <laughs> uh, it's, I must be on some kind of kick. It's like, oh, cool. Let me talk about disasters from about a hundred years ago. Uh, but this one, it's like, it's going to seem familiar because we've covered things tangential to this before because Maddie's covered a lot of theater stuff. I've covered a big fire that was in Chicago before. And this one combines theater and Chicago fires. And H.H. H. Holmes and Home Alone oh, and H.H. Yeah. H. Holmes Alone. Yep. And I'm talking about the Iroquois Theater Fire. And again, vaguely Christmas themed, so <laughs> I cannot say no to seasonal synergy. Yeah, nothing says Christmas like burning down a theater. Well, maybe in your family. Hey, I have actually managed to never burn anything down. Yet. I have burned off five inches of hair, parts of my legs, parts of my face, but I have never burned off burned off a building. <laughs> so, okay, let's get back into the Christmas spirit. I know you're probably already done with this, but blah, blah, blah. Uh, it is Christmas season in Chicago in 1903. In fact, it's December 30th. So we're like five days after Christmas. Like, And at this point, you're sick of your family. <laughs> Uh, TV and the internet have not been invented yet. Yeah, what were they even doing? Yeah, it's snowing. Ugh. And you've run out of opium that you use to make, keep your kids quiet. You didn't buy enough. That's so what, what NyQuil is for now. What are you going to do now? Well, you can always go see a show at the fabulous Iroquois Theater. Why, it's brand new. It had only been open five weeks ago. And it is a large, five-story impressive theater it sat 1600 people it had a ton of space for the sets a large orchestra like dressing rooms for actors like a full shop in it um it was opulently decorated it had painted wooden accents and billowing hanging drapery everywhere but i'm guessing none of those were a fire curtain oh <laughs> and of course there's even a big show that's happening right now that's getting fantastic views it's a over-the-top musical comedy called Mr. Bluebeard. Okay. Which uh, we covered Guy de Ray, uh, and this is a myth based on this actual person. So it's in the previous episode. You can totally check it out. Oh, he was the one who was like, who usually only gets the bad side of the story told, Yeah, he right? might be a serial killer, or he might have been put to death by the church for being a fan of Joan of Arc. Yeah, we got a tweet from somebody, you know... From thanking him, us for covering. Thanking us for covering. Thanking Austin for covering both sides of the story. Because yeah. usually people just go with the you know the salacious serial killer part when in fact he I might mean, not have been. It was, yeah, it's they didn't they weren't so big on the evidence back in these like you know church trials back then in the day. And it had a famous vaudevillian actor Eddie Foy uh, in it, and it had actors masquerading as animals dancing about on the stage, but not like in Cats. Better was it like in. Uh, the Revolt of the Beavers, where they were on roller skates and dressed as beavers. I'm imagining it more like The Lion King. I could be completely wrong. And it also had a ballerina suspended in the air that would just be swung out over the audience. Okay, that's really cool. It's kind of like Aladdin with the, with yeah. the carpet. Yeah. And to top it all off, this state-of-the-art brand new theater had been advertising itself. Literally, this was on the playbills. That it was absolutely fireproof. Oh my god, stop it. The Titanic came later. They should have learned something from the theater. And 
they had a fireproof curtain that they could drop. They did have a fire curtain. Okay. And they had six entire fire extinguishers. That's actually more than a lot of theaters have now. Now they were trying. No, before I before you like give them the okay on this, uh, these fire extinguishers were not like modern fire extinguishers. These were basically tubes of baking soda that weighed mm-hmm. about two pounds that could be launched out over an area like by pushing down a plunger. So it's like a big syringe of baking soda that they could use. They were invented to put out small kitchen fires and okay, chimney though, fires. Isn't that pretty much what fire extinguishers are now? Just with more baking soda? Yeah, but these were not big fire extinguishers. I mean, most of them aren't going to be. Yeah. Well, on December 30th, 1930, about 1,700 people decided to go see the matinee at the Iroquois. They remember, this theater only seats 1,600. Oh, no. Uh, they ran out of seats, but there was standing room, so they packed people into the aisles. Yep. Uh, most of the crowd was from Chicago's upper, upper middle class, and there were even people who took a train in from out of town uh, to go order to come see this show and to enjoy, like you know, the Christmas atmosphere in Chicago. You are giving me flashbacks to when I worked in in the box office in a theater in a big city, and people would come in. I came in all the way from out of town. Yes, but you you don't have tickets. It's like I'm. I excuse me. I'm here from Passacoatamiclick. I don't know. Yeah, they would they would yell at us for not having seats available. I'm like, you didn't make a reservation. Like, well, can't you make it? Can't we sit like, you know, in one of the usher seats? Because the ushers we know sit there for free. Do you want to be an usher? Yeah. So, yeah. So the show started and things were going well at first. Like, but when the second act began, a stage light sparked and ignited some drapery. Oh, uh-huh. The six fire extinguishers proved ineffective. And... The backdrops quickly ignited. Mm-hmm. The stagehands tried to lower the fire retardant curtain to put out the fire, but it got stuck because they had not drilled on using it. Ugh. And it, th- then it got just like the flies got damaged by the fire and they couldn't drop it at all after that. Was the ballerina stuck up in the way up in the air? Can you imagine yeah. that? That's like the most terrifying thing. Oh, that- yeah. She was up there. I'm going to get to her. So um, Eddie Foy, who was in drag for this part of the, the show... Uh, was out there on the stage telling the audience to stay in their seats and he ordered the orchestra to play louder to drown out the panicked stagehands. Oh, okay, I do know this story. Okay. <laughs> I could see the dawning realization, but it was soon obvious that this fire was out of control and people stampeded to the exits. Now, I remember the, the big thing here, the, I don't know if you'll get to this, but the stage manager was trying so fucking hard to make sure nobody died. Yeah, the... uh. But there were so many problems. First of all, the house lights were not turned on at first. Uh-huh. And by the time they tried to, the electrical panel had been damaged by the fire. Uh-huh. So this entire evacuation was in near total darkness. Uh, most of the exits were covered by curtains and could not be seen. This was including any exit signage. Uh-huh. And people on upper levels were trapped up uh-huh. there by locked gates meant to keep people in the cheap seats from sneaking down to take more expensive seats. Uh-huh. The exits were also locked, again, to keep people who didn't pay for tickets from getting in. None of the ushers or or ticket taker, anyone was trained on what to do in this in case Uh. of a fire. And they were trying to unlock gates, but they couldn't. Uh, Some people even flat out refused to unlock the gates because no one told them to unlock them. So that's malicious compliance right there if you've ever heard Uh of it. And what few doors they managed to unlock also opened inwards. Uh Uh-huh. 
So the panicked audience members uh, made it impossible to open them because they were pressed against these doors. Mm -hmm. And the ones that did get opened, the people who managed to open them, got trapped behind them and crushed between the door and the wall. Yeah, no, this theater is still there, isn't it? It's gone. They built a theater on this site. Yeah, it's wicked haunted. Yeah, but this theater is gone. Yeah, no, but like there's a theater there and it is insanely haunted. Yeah, yeah. Foy, in his memoir, described his view from the stage. Mad, animal-like stampede. Their screams, groans, and snarls. The scuffle of thousands of feet and bodies grinding against bodies merged into a crescendo, half wail, half roar. So it's a Travis Scott concert. Yeah. Please. No, this is way deadlier than a Travis Scott concert. The so cast far. and crew abandoned their firefighting efforts and exited from the rear, opening the large doors that they used to move set pieces in and out of the building. But this created a mm-hmm, draft mm-hmm. that fueled the flames and caused a fireball in the theater powerful to, enough to knock people down and blow some of the locked doors off of their hinges. Yeah, guys, please read up on fire safety. Stop, drop, and roll is actually also being discredited, I think. But Really? Yeah, but also... um. Yes, escape. Please do escape. But if you are leaving a place and there's nobody left in there, close the door. You don't want the... Like, that will block off some of the airflow and it it lives on air. Yeah. The fireball instantly killed throngs of people Uh in the balconies and they were just... That were just completely unable to escape. They were unable to lower the suspended ballerina either. Uh, She was waiting to make her entrance when all of this started and she was trapped hanging in the air. She was burned... She fell and she died a few days after the fire days? from her injuries. Days. Please tell me she was unconscious the whole time. She must have been after that. They didn't mention it, but I'm assuming she was not conscious. It's like, I mean, I don't know how much you can feel when you're unco- that kind of unconscious, but yeah, that poor thing. Yeah. Um, the actors backstage were trying to scramble out of windows and trying to get out of, of the, of course, locked doors. Mm-hmm. And... But they were actually really lucky because there was a railway worker who was walking home nearby Mm -hmm. and he saw them trying to escape. And he had the tools with him that were necessary to get these doors (laughs) unlatched and allow people to get out. Uh Uh-huh. So they lucked out. Just by pure chance, the actors and backstage crew were able to largely escape. Um, Yeah. Some people on the upper levels also managed to find the fire escapes because there were fire escapes. But there was no ladder down. So it was just a scaffolding on the outside of the building and stuff up onto the roof. Uh, So they were trapped outside of this quickly burning building. There were construction workers working on the building next door who tried to make a makeshift bridge for people to cross upon. The first people who tried to cross fell off and died. But a handful more managed to get across this rickety bridge. People are trying at least. Like... Hundreds of people died trying to escape the smoke and fire before the fire department even made it to the scene. And them making there there took extra time because there was no fire alarm or phone to alert the fire department. A stagehand had to run to the nearest station and tell them about the fire. Uh, now, before you say, "Oh, this was 1903," they probably didn't, this is probably a new technology. They didn't have them. No, this was a well-established thing that existed and was expected and standard in buildings at the time yeah this was like this wasn't like oh the newfangled fire alarm it's like no it's like this has been around for years and 
by like, law, they should like have one. The 1700s, they had a bell that would ring that he yeah. could go get ring like ringing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, witnesses described the scene as more hellish than any vision in Dante's Inferno. Mm-hmm. Charred corpses of people trying to escape the fire were piled eight to ten feet high around the blocked exits. Some exits simply became blocked by the crushed and asphyxiated people trying to squeeze through them, trapping the people behind Mm -hmm. them. Uh, Nearby businesses were turned into makeshift morgues as doctors and firefighters shifted through the rubble and charred remains trying to find any survivors. Uh, Panicked people from all across the city descended upon this area to try and find their missing loved ones, just adding to the chaos. 575 people died on the scene, and 30 more died later from their injuries. Sounds like a third of them. Yeah. Only five members of the cast and crew died. Because they had the door. They yeah. Had, they had the load-in door. Yeah. Uh, and there's, like, backstages, guys. Like, they are, even back, even if you go to old theaters, there are so many entrances and exits back there, usually. Like, yeah. And they know the way through. Yep. But yeah, if I remember the story, the stage manager is like running around everywhere trying to get people out. I didn't see out. any mention about the stage manager on the stuff Might I be read. a different theater. F- yeah. theater. There's so many theater so, fires. So many theater fires. But yeah, by now, by comparison, this fire killed over 600 people. The Great Chicago Fire only killed about 300. This was twice as deadly as the Great Chicago Fire. Just not as much damage to property, so we don't care as much. Yeah. The city was in a state of shock and mourning. But they also wanted answers. How could this fireproof theater have failed so miserably? The Chicago Tribune mounted an investigation. The Iroquois failed to meet most safety standards of the time because there were no automatic sprinklers, as required. There was no fire alarm. Exits were not clearly marked. And the exit signs that did exist were covered in drapery. Uh, The drapery was also highly flammable. Yeah. There was no emergency lighting. The exit paths were confusing and unmarked. They actually found 125 people were found dead down a hallway that dead-ended and there was no exit. Why on earth would a hallway dead? I've never understood dead-ends inside of buildings. I've never understood that. There were fake decorative doors that did not open. Yes, this is the theater I've been telling you about. The theater that had all the doors that weren't real. I I used to teach about this theater. Okay, I taught this fire (laughs) in my classroom and... Like, the importance of fire safety and all the fires that have burned down. This is the one where they thought, you know what's a really cool decoration? Other doors. Oh, shit. Did I accidentally cover something we do learn in school? Uh, That I taught in school. Okay, cool. Then a competent teacher would have taught this in school. A theater teacher might have taught this in school. That has nothing to do with competence because it's not really relevant to most other fields unless you're teaching fire safety. Yeah. The uh, vents and skylights on the roof that were designed to automatically open in a fire uh, were nailed shut. What? Yeah, they have these vents on the roof that open up to basically let out the heat and smoke so it's easier to escape. Why? They were nailed shut. I don't know. I do not know why they were nailed shut. What the fuck is the fucking goal with that? The fire escapes on the upper levels had no way to get people down to the ground level, and the metal ladders and stairs to get down from the roof were either too icy to use or were already blocked by the fire. Yeah, I didn't teach this in depth. I mostly talked about... Um, the door decorations and how it's important to keep certain things in mind yep. when you're designing. And I also talked about fire safety. Yeah. Uh, the fire extinguishers were inadequate for anything larger than a small kitchen fire. The fireproof curtain that they had turned out to actually be flammable. 
Okay, and like this is a situation. This is making me think so much of Rust, where somebody fucked up along the way and nobody else knew oh, about it. Like a hundred people fucked up a lot. Well, like this one. so, there's. I'm going with the producers and the artistic and managing directors didn't want to spend the money. But the crew probably legitimately believed all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the locked gates and the doors that opened inwards were already known fire hazards. Mm-hmm. In fact, there'd even been a fire marshal had come in. When the theater had opened and investigated it, and he told them in a report that all of this was bad and needed to be fixed. But then he was told that if he made his report, he would be fired and that the theater uh-huh. had its own fire marshal. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, the builders had cut major corners to get the Iroquois opened before the lucrative holiday season. And the wealthy backers did not want anything to delay this opening. Yeah, it's like I say, and the crew and cast probably were acting in good faith oh, yeah. that this was all. In... Mm. Yeah, the the owners, it's like, hey, we need to have this open in time for the holidays so we can make a lot of money because they were already behind the construction and safety be damned. Yeah. Uh, the owner blamed the death on the audience panicking and not exiting in an orderly fashion. They didn't blame it on, you know, training, not training ushers to no. do them. and no. And the architect insisted that the exits were ample they were not well even if they had been they weren't marked and they had extra fake doors yeah there was considerable outrage uh most of the victims were wealthy and Mm well-connected it's like basically it's like this like cut a swath through like chicago's middle class their upper upper middle class so heads were rolling and criminal charges were actually were brought against the builders and the owners of the Iroquois, as well as city officials that failed to do their job properly regulating the building. Wait, like, so the builders, not the, not the people in charge, the guys who were, like, being told what to do? No, like, the like, building companies, like, the people. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. But the charges were dropped after the wealthy owners and connected people uh, delayed and used loopholes and vague wording in city codes to avoid any consequences. Uh-huh. The only person to serve jail time associated with the fire was a man convicted of stealing jewelry from the corpses on the scene. I mean, yeah, he should serve some jail yeah. time for that, but that's not the point. But, you know, even if those negligent asshats that built this death trap didn't go to jail... Lots of changes were made about fire safety in theaters. Oh, also, uh, the mayor did order all theaters closed for six weeks after this fire so they could be investigated to make sure that they were safe because this one was such a colossal failure. It's like, hey, we got to check the rest of these. Like, right now. Yeah. Yeah, but they did make lots of changes for fire safety. Like, people can no longer stay in the aisles. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fire drills were mandatory instead of just suggested. Mm Mm-hmm. And the crash bar was invented. Mm-hmm. So uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's the long flat bar on doors that swing out. So you all you have to do is run into it and it unlatches the door and opens it. It also means that you can have it locked from the outside. That's the cat alarm that's for the dinner. Ca- that's our feed the cats alarm. Oopsies. They're probably freaking out right now. I can hear them panicking. <sighs> Luckily, we have no crash bars, so they can't get in. But yeah, they're the... Flat bars that, like, you know, you run into, all you have to do is press against them, and the doors open, and they swing out. And it keeps people from coming in from the outside. It fixed the whole problem of people sneaking into the theaters. Although I did hear a, of. a horrible true crime story about one of those the other day. Uh, it was on somebody's apartment door to, like, to their actual unit. Um, this girl was in there with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend got shot, and then they both got thrown in the bathroom. Her boyfriend was too big for her to move out of the bathroom door, so she just had to sit there and scream in 70s 
And then the cops show up because somebody finally heard her screaming and they couldn't get in because the door locks automatically because it has that push bar. And then she was um, the suspect in it because the door was locked. She's like, did you not see what kind of lock it was? She went on to be a judge. (laughs) Assuming all of it's true anyway, but... And, you know, as Batty points out, every time we see an open flame on stage, yes. there are stagehands with actual fire extinguishers that can handle very large fires no. ready to go on the wings. No, really? They're, no, they're about the same size as the one we have in our kitchen. Yeah, that's that's good enough. That's like, that's like 20 times better than what they had. Yeah, but, you know, all things considered, at least they were doing something. Yeah. So, I guess, in conclusion... Happy holidays, everyone. (laughs) Yeah, and also, if you are ever working in a theater on the stage for any reason, don't touch the curtains. And if you have to touch the curtains, please use the back of your hands, because the front of your hands, like the palms, I mean, they have more oils on them, which can damage the curtains. Do not take down any of the curtains. That happened at a high school in the district I worked in. There is a dance company that rented out the the auditorium, and they decided that the curtains were inconvenient, so they took them down, including the fire curtain, which is covered with fire retardant materials that now have to be like, okay, basically anytime you get your greasy ass hands on a curtain, you're wearing it down and it's eventually going to have to get fixed. uh, The fire curtain has to be refinished every time, and it costs... Just to put these curtains back up can cost thousands. To get a new fire curtain or to redo a fire curtain, you're probably looking at a minimum of 5000 for a high school theater department. And this dance troupe from the outside that rented it probably for 500 bucks ignored their contract. And I'm sure they weren't forced to pay it, pay it oh, by the never. district. I'm sure the theater department had to eat the money. Like, what, guys, one of those curtains can cost ten grand easy. Yeah, that's why when you go to a high school show and you see them patched, it's because someone probably touched it too many times or got her up and they cannot afford to fix it. So also, if you ever want to be a big donor to a theater department, donate them some new curtains. Ooh, big spender. So remember, uh, when you get sick of your relatives and want to escape by going to see a movie, just take a second and look around at all the fire safety stuff that we take for granted. And then turn off your phone, sit back, eat some popcorn, and enjoy a space where you're allowed to tell your kids to shut up in a perfectly socially acceptable way. Yep. I hear Encanto is pretty good. Do the same thing on planes, too. Tell your kids to shut up and at least pretend to listen to the instructions. Yep. No matter how many times you've been on a plane, maybe, their job is hard. But maybe don't eat popcorn on the airplane. Yeah, don't be that guy. It seems like it'd be messy for the crew to clean up. Their job sucks to begin yeah. with. Like, I I know they love their jobs. I'm talking about it sucks and that it's it's hard and yeah. we make people make it harder. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready for questions? I am. Okay. Will doors blocked by piles of the dead be on the test? If I wrote the test, yes. <laughs> Will the wealthy getting away with murder in pursuit of profit be on the test? I'm still assuming I wrote this test, so yes. Will the flammable fireproof curtain be on the test? Yes. And will will being skeptical of anything that claims to be fireproof or unsinkable be on the test? It should be. It very much should be. Like, anytime somebody says something is 100% anything, unless it's, like, your test score, yeah, assume it's wrong. Yeah, like, uh, big claims require big proof. Yeah. Oh, I just knocked my microphone. Um, yeah. Look out for promissory statements. Yeah. Look out for them, because uh, chances are they're a lie. Although what happened to the Titanic is actually in some debate, and that's something I've been considering covering for a while. Wait, it didn't sink? 
It did sink. But the reasons why it sank? The reasons why it sank may not be quite what we thought because Ooh. that the amount, I think it was only a six foot hole, I think. It was not big. From the iceberg should not have sank it. Oh, That alone, even with um, those big claims, that alone, according to some experts, should not have been enough to sink a ship of that size. Or at least if it did, it should have given them more than enough time to call out a reasonable SOS and get everybody evacuated. And it definitely shouldn't have broken in half. No, it should not have. Now, we saw a little bit of what they think might have actually happened in the movie Titanic. Yep. Which, by the way, is on one of the streaming services we have, and it got advertised to me today. It's something you may enjoy, and I'm like, mm, no. But, but, but Jack, I s- he could have fit. He could have fit on that table. He could have fit on the door. Yeah, I saw the movie four times in theaters. I've spent 16 hours of my life in theaters watching Titanic. So I'm going to tell you a story. Our church youth group. Oh went no! To see Titanic. Oh no! Not knowing about the drawing scene. And, oh boy. Draw me like one of your French girls. Yeah, I remember that was the first time I noticed, like, looking around the room, that there were young kids. And that movie was PG-13. Yeah. And I went and saw it with my with my friends. None of us were 13. We were all 11 and 12, but they're not checking. And we were dropped off by parents. Uh, it was really funny, though, because, like, one of them was super religious. And a guy, which, of course, also made it awkward, because it was one of my female friends and two of my guy friends. We just went together. No, it was not a date as much as one of them really like would have liked it to be with me. Uh, you know, because I was such, you know, such a popular sixth grader. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, if something ever promises 100% anything, assume that they're lying. Unless, well, of course, no. you're talking about that we promise you'll 100% enjoy our podcast. Yeah. And maybe you oh, no, should no, give us five stars. 100%. If there's a, with a money back guarantee, or if you're not losing anything, it won't hurt you in any way to give us five stars. And I hear you can review us on Spotify now. Oh, excellent. Get on Spotify, review us. So if you're on Spotify, you should be able to rank and review on um, Podcast Republic. You can rate and review on iTunes, which is still the big one. You can rate and review. Although Spotify, I think, has more listeners than iTunes does now. You can rate and review all over the place. Please give us those ratings and those reviews. I know we've been a little spotty lately. It's 100% on me. Well, maybe... You can make your five-star review about Austin and be like, Maddie sucks, but hey, you know, that Austin's Austin pretty guy great. is handsome and his beard is luxurious. You that's actually that's actually true. Um, one of these days, he's going to be either a mall Santa or the is that Santa in a Hallmark movie? I so want to be the is that Santa in a in a Hallmark movie where I just want to like you know at the end of it kind of walk by, look over at the camera, wink, and then like there'll be a little like magic and some jingle bells in the background, and then the movie fades out. That's all I want to be in life. Do you have a good wink? It's better than mine. Yeah. The, the right eye is better. Yep. Well, what, what eye is that? Yeah. The right eye is better. I know this is great for an audio format. <laughs> so great. I can't wink. Like, I can physically wink, but it's not a good one. I have to like, but I'm, okay, I'm just going to use my disability. I've got some facial paralysis issues, so stop mocking me. I'm going to continue to mock you for the next two weeks when we come back for our next episode. Yes, we'll be back in two weeks, and in two weeks, I believe it'll be the new year already, or Yeah, almost. it'll already, it'll... It'll be it'll be next year already. It'll be 2022 and I don't know about you, but I'm I'm feeling 2022. I'm feeling 2022. And on that note, thanks for sticking with us and class, class dismissed. dismissed. Where's her sweater, Jake? Sweat not a sweater.